Jazzcast Pros. Hey, it's me, Rosa Marie, the hostess with the mostest resources to help you make great strides towards your goals and make life better for families in your community. As we work in childcare, whether you are in government, whether you are a private sector facility, I know it's hard. We're contending with, oh my gosh, we're contending with OCFS, DSS, late pickup parents, parents who just don't seem to care, right? And if you're going to pick up this role and serve your community in this capacity, you got to do some serious soul searching because you're going to have to have some serious patience. On today's episode of Child Care Made Simple, I will be sharing my reflections from a recent outreach walk, what I observed, what I experienced, and what I learned, as well as one valuable resource you can take action on today. Welcome to Child Care Made Simple. This podcast was designed to help you the daycare owners, the policymakers, and the human resource professionals navigate the ever-changing landscape of childcare by providing you with simple, safe, and effective solutions. Let's get right into it, guys. I had the pleasure of doing outreach with some phenomenal people in the Rochester community who are working in, on, and through nonprofit organizations to uplift our communities. And while out on this walk, I experienced some things I had never seen before. Let me tell you, it is one thing to talk about poverty, to look at the statistics, to see it from a distance. Maybe you watch it on the news. Maybe you've seen it in a movie. It's totally different when you're hands-on with it. I I thought about and kept in mind this entire journey. I, I thought about my families that I serve through Marvelous Minds. I thought about all the families who are being served in some capacity, whether it's through a school or a childcare program. I thought about their families and what they experience from day to day. I thought about their communities. I mean, just inundated with and overloaded, to be honest, with uh, emotion and I don't think we really know what people need unless we have a real relationship with them. I'm going to give you an example. While I was out on this outreach walk, talking and building connections with other individuals working in this field, not the childcare field, but in the service industry, we encountered a man, a good looking man too hair done, outfit dressed to the nines, good looking man. Definitely high on something. And while we were engaging with him, a woman walks up and he yells out, that's my wife, that's my wife, and proceeds to approach her. Her response to him is very off-putting, like, oh, get off me, stop. And to a stranger like myself, I'm looking at the situation and saying, hey, man, this guy is so far gone. He don't even, he can't even identify his mate properly, right? I'm thinking that this looks like a DV situation, you know, excuse me, clearly she's not welcoming this type of engagement. 
we should step in. Should we step in? And because the woman that I was in conversation with a lot while we were walking, she has a relationship with this community, with these individuals. And she goes, girl, listen, that is his wife. But she understands that he's high right now. And you know what? I love you, but I don't, I don't love you when you high. So when you come down off your, your trip, we can talk, we can be cordial. And so I sat back and I observed and she was surely right. And so that let me know that that relationship piece is so, so important to have when you're doing community work. When we are working in this field, as we work in childcare, whether you are in government, whether you are a private sector facility, whether you are a business owner, employer, or even an employee, build relationships with the people that you're serving. See, I've never had to contend with the level of poverty that I saw during this outreach. I never had to contend with the thoughts of, is mommy coming home today? Where is mom? Where is dad? I never had to contend with or experience having to walk over my drunken father on the floor just to move about within my own home from room to room. I've never had to contend with heating the house with the oven and hanging blankets in the doorways to keep warm and everybody huddling in to the kitchen. I've never had to contend with not knowing where my next meal was going to come from if I was getting a meal. I've never had to contend with those things. I know that those things happen only because I've been told those things happen. And these things need to be, these experiences need to be considered when you're dealing with the whole child. We see the child. We see their likes, their dislikes, their behaviors, but we don't have the privilege of seeing the how or the why all the time. We know that children can show us their lived experience through play, but we never know the source of their lived experience. Is this something that's happening in the home? Is this something that they're observing in their community when they're getting out of their vehicles, when they're getting into their home? We don't know, but we could get to know if we focused on building real relationships. And sure, it's great to host things at your centers and at the churches, but I'm telling you the level of relationship building that was that has been happening in the city of Rochester with the organizations that I walked with can't be done from boardrooms. It can't be done from offices and looking at statistics and it can't be done. The level of relationship building that I witnessed cannot be done in isolation or separate from the people we're serving. We, we have to find a way to meet our constituents where they are so that we can become a trusted advisor in their lives. When we become trusted advisors, we can give them information when they're ready. We can give them information to help them navigate through their life. There is a woman on this walk who gave me a resource because I was sharing with her about 
a family that I would, I'm trying to help several families that I'm trying to help throughout the summer months. I want them to stay engaged, but we didn't receive summer program funding. And she was kind enough to share with me um, that there's an organization called RED that will assist the families in navigating summer funding for summer camp. Well, while waiting for RED to get back to me, I went on a Google search to find the information that would be helpful to these families. And what I found was the New York State Kinship Navigator, Assistance with Summer Camp Fees, a Guide for Kinship Caregivers. Now, let me tell you something. Systems don't work unless people do. So this is great. And I'm grateful that I was out there doing the work and observing the work being done. And I'm so, so grateful to the people who do this work every day consistently enough to build real relationships with the people who need the support that we're offering. Because what I found on this Google search was phenomenal. I got really excited about it. Like, yes, here it is in the palm of my hand. I have the resources for summer camp and to be able to help these families, right? So great. I'm going through this 165 page document, right? I know some of y'all don't roll your eyes already. 165 pages, right? For a resource. I know. So I get through to page 62 and what do I discover? There's contact information. The enrollment form is there. I'm like, yes, this is it. I immediately reach out to the contact information that's in this form only to find out hours later, I got a phone call back from a woman who had no idea what I was talking about. And I was, I felt so like, I, okay. So I didn't feel defeated because I've, I've failed forward enough to know that if somebody can't help you or somebody doesn't have the information you're looking for, you don't get upset. You don't hang up the phone. You don't go, Oh, throw up your hands and just give up. You say, Oh, okay. Well, can you point me in the right direction? Do you know who I should be talking to in your department? And she said, well, whose name is on there? And I gave her the name and she goes, oh, that person doesn't work with us anymore. Like, go figure, right? That's the world we live in now. We don't know why that person doesn't work there anymore. And we won't get into that. It's a conversation for another day. But she was able, the woman on the phone was able to connect me with her supervisor. Um, Her supervisor recommended that I reach out via email to a specific department, and I am actively waiting to hear back to see if there's any opportunity to get these families in to uh, this financial assistance program for summer camp. As a parent, I don't know if I would have had the capacity to do that, to be just completely frank and honest with you. If I'm trying to put food on the table, right, um, work so I can afford to put food on the table, little Johnny is bouncing off the walls, mommy, 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 like 165 pages to get to page 62 to make the phone call to find out that what? This person isn't even there anymore. It really is hard, okay? But as hard as this work is for us, as the providers, it is equally, if not more challenging for the parents. And for those of us like me who are pulling double duty, you are the child care provider and you are also a parent. It's even tougher. But as tough as it is, if you are not actively contending with real poverty 
it ain't as hard as it could be. And that is what fuels me to keep going. The gratitude, the perspective, the knowing that taking that extra time is going to make an impact in somebody's life. And I am in a position where I can say, hey, we're going to waive that late pickup fee. I'm so sorry that you're going through this challenging time. Let me help you. Hey, I just came across this resource. I think it might be a good fit for you and little Johnny. What do you think? Look it over. Let me know if you'd like me to make the phone call for you. Let me know if you'd like me to get the ball rolling for you on this. Extend a helping hand. I know it's hard. We're contending with, oh my gosh, we're contending with OCFS, DSS, late pickup parents, parents who just don't seem to care, right? But I promise you, I do believe in my heart of hearts that every parent cares and every parent is doing the best that they can with the information they have at the time. And if you're going to pick up this role and serve your community in this capacity, you got to do some serious soul searching because you're going to have to have some serious patience, patience with systems, patience within, with people within the systems, patience with parents, patience with the children. You're going to have to have a lot of it and you're going to have to be savvy and solution oriented. You can't give up quickly. It is going to be tiresome and get hard and challenging, but you've got to remember your why you started. You have to have a strong enough why to keep you going on those tough days. Thank you so much for those of you who tuned in to our inaugural episode of Child Care Made Simple. I will be putting this resource for the summer camp fee program into the show notes. And I will be updating those show notes as information comes in that is more streamlined to direct help for these families. So be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast so you never miss out. Until next time, peace, love, and excellence. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.